podcast that comes out every single wednesday i let me tell you something let me let's start off first of all hello how are you it is good to talk to you and i appreciate that you listen each week or i appreciate and i appreciate that you listen intermittently i don't it really doesn't matter to me how much you listen but if i was to choose it would be every single week now i want to tell you how i woke up this morning This is how my day started. Now, I do want to let you know, I will preface this by saying right now, I am in a terrific mood. However, I woke up to the sound of a horrific siren going off. And by that, I I do not mean a half bird, half woman trying to trap me. What I mean by horrific siren is that, so there's construction being done in our neighborhood. And you cannot park on certain streets and I think I may have talked about this briefly before but they don't really tell you which streets they're going to be working on and if you leave your car it's basically fucking toe roulette toe roulette have you met my uh dear French maid toe roulette she doesn't speak English um not that she can't she's fluent in it she won't speak English um which is a bit of a point of strife between Toa Roulette and I. But it's Toe Roulette where you park on the street and it's like, well, I hope my car's there. Car's there. Have you met my good friend Frederick Cars there? <laughs> uh, he is in so much debt. Oh, but you don't know if your car is going to be there or not. And one, I guess this is a, on paper, a courtesy, but in practice, a massive fucking pain in the ass, where in the morning, we're on the streets that they're working, at around 7.30 in the morning, a cop drives through, and blasts a siren now now not one of the classic well he actually mixes it up where it's a classic like woo 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 but then he adds in that's right the remix motherfucker and it just goes woo 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 attention good morning citizens please remove your car if it is on this block or else it will be towed. Scroop, scroop, scroop. Whoop, whoop, whoop. Good morning, citizens. Please remove your car if it's on this block, or else it will be towed. And I am like, mother fucker. It's like waking up to a, a dystopian hellscape. The good morning. To be honest, I was going to say is a little insulting. It does take the edge off a little bit. I will give them that. Where if he just said, attention, citizens, I would be like, this is just a an Orwellian mess. But he does say good morning. And I do appreciate that a whole lot. So that's how I woke up this morning, everyone. I woke up with um, 
Mr. W- with a goody two-shoes yelling at me through his horn. But anyway, hopefully my car is still there. I did check, but it was cold, so I didn't check that hard. Does that make sense? Now, what are we going to be talking about this week? We have a whole bunch of things to talk about, but primarily I'm going to go through the best type of holiday decorations. My favorite type, I'm going to give you my Blake's takes for God's sakes on my favorite types, or I don't even know if they're my favorite. I'm just going to go freaking through them of a uh, holiday, holiday decor. Oh, how's, how's toe roulette doing? Hmm. Speaking French, are we? And before I get into that, though, it was it's interesting. It's interesting. Well, Blake will be the judge of that. Oh, really? Well, I'm going to be the judge, jury, and executioner. We'll be right back. You're listening to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. It is a freaking podcast, honey. And it is a podcast daddy. And I have been trying to send out Instagram reels every day of riffs, old material that won't be appearing on my upcoming special. And I will tell you, I fucking hate doing it. And... It's a thing that I need to do for my stand-up career. And this is a very idealistic way of thinking of things. But, you know, my, my, my thoughts on it are I signed up, you know, I'd be a stand-up comedian, not a video editor, you know, not a marketer. And yet you have to be one in this day and age, in this COVID-19 era, more of a COVID-19 error. Because, good lord, the Dr. Anthony Fauci, oh, he fucked me and my family. So, um, <laughs> he, it was, is Dr. Anthony, where are they now? I am going, when that, when that article comes out, when that, where are they now, Dr. Anthony Fauci article comes out, I am going to drop whatever I'm doing. I'm going, even if I'm in the car, I'm going to pull out the knife that I carry on my hip. I'm going to plunge it deep into the steering wheel's heart. And I'm going to pull out the airbag. I'm going to dig around and pull out the airbag right out of that steering wheel. I'm going to hold it up in the air like a cannibal with its with its feast's heart. Why did it have to be a cannibal, Blake? Why couldn't it have just been a human being eating a moose? Hmm. I have said on this podcast before that cannibalism is not that big of a deal. And I, I did walk that back. <laughs> I did walk that back after further thought and consideration. Suffocation, no breathing. Damn, I did not know sirens were part birds, but it does make sense. And part bird doesn't even really do it justice. It's half bird. Is a... Here's here's my question. Fuck, marry, kill. All right? Dionysus. A Dionysus, like the god of wine, which is part goat, I believe and part um, alcoholic. A That's number one. Number two is a siren, which is a nasty, 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 duplicitous woman, and a bird. Or three, a centaur, which is a, though, though I will give you this, a hard-headed, stubborn man, Attached to, I don't know if this is relatable or not, one of the more fuckable bodies a beast can have, right? So I'm going to go through it again. Dionysus, which is a alcoholic god and a goat. A siren, which is a 
evil, evil, evil woman. I don't know why. Evil woman attached to a bird. And number three, a centaur, which is a, a strong, hard-headed man with the body of a horse. Now, I would go so far to say, and if this offends you in any way, I do sense Israeli apologize. I do Israeli apologize. I believe, whereas I would say the Siren and the Dionysus, who of course we all know is the God of Wine, are fairly 50-50, correct? In terms of beast to human. But the centaur is, I'd say 66-44 in favor of beast. Am I nuts? Maybe even 70-30 beast to boy. What would you do if you saw a full <laughs> if you saw a full-blown centaur? All right? But instead of a man, it was a little boy. <laughs> like like the, the the camera shot would be it's panning up. All right, you see the you see the hooves, four of them. Then you see the big thick like body of the horse. And then you see the fur start to dissipate to human skin and then it's these little hands and a little boy face who's and his hair isn't grown in quite yet. And it's like, Daddy? <laughs> uh, what is happening? So what was it? Fuck, Mary kill. All right. I mean, I'd fuck the centaur, obviously. I would marry the Dionysus because that thing knows how to have a good time. Right? And then I'd probably kill the siren. Even though, fuck, marry, kill. Can't marry the siren. So you either fuck it or kill it. (laughs) It is amazing how often life comes down to those two scenarios. Do you fuck it? Do you kill it? All right, I don't, that's a little dark even for me. So we are we are Penn State, and you are listening to Blake's Takes for God's sakes. It's a podcast that comes out. It's an AM podcast. It comes out every single morning at four thirty in the morning. Wow, wow! It's almost as if, and I do that live. I don't schedule it or anything. I wake up at four fifteen and I upload the podcast. I, I because I I record it while I'm asleep. Um, between the hours of 1 a.m. and 3 a.m. Isn't that amazing? I'm like, I just got really confused about what, because 1 a.m. now to me is the morning, where before it was like the night, back when I was young, dumb, and filled with, filled with chum. That's a good one. You dr- You drop me off in the ocean, sharks will... How fucking scary is that to just be in the ocean with sharks? No idea if they're underneath you and if they're coming right at you. It's like, well, I can't move quickly because I'm in the water. Jesus Christ, those things. Those things need to need to cut me a break, to be completely honest. Let's take a Blake. We'll be right. Oh, my God, a Blake break. The branding opportunities. Now, let me say this. The branding opportunities on this podcast, they do never end. And that's why most people listen. That's the primary piece of feedback that I get is people listen because of the branding opportunities on this podcast. And I get it. I get that. I, I get that big time. I went. I would say that 
81% of my friends majored in marketing. And the other 19% are losers. Zahav. Zahav. This podcast is brought to you by Zahav, the number one Israeli restaurant in Philadelphia that I still have not even really attempted to get a reservation at. I won't say I still can't get a reservation, even though that would be the case if I tried to get a reservation there. So if anyone wants to get me into Zahav, I'm ready. <laughs> I did my birthright at an Israeli restaurant in South Philadelphia. So I want to, something actually reminder, and we will get to Christmas decorations in a little bit, but first, first is the worst, second is the best, third is the one, is it treasure chest or hairy chest? And I think we've gone through this before, so I'm not going to beat a dead horse. I'm not going to beat a half horse, half man that's dead over this. Can you imagine if you were in a serious conversation? Say a, say a defense attorney or no, the prosecution, is outlying their case against a murderer. And they do have to keep hammering the same point over and over again to convey the idea to the jury that this person is a murderer. And instead of saying, hey, we don't want to beat a dead horse here, they say, hey, we don't want to bludgeon a half-man, half-beast. Eh, that's not even really a good bit. It's so fucking crazy. Every some some of this podcast does need to be rooted in reality, and I promise I'll get there at some point. So I don't know if you've had this, and and this is a thing actually. It's a feeling I don't miss at all. Actually, I don't think I miss any of this, but I do kind of have nostalgia for it, if that makes sense. Where I was, I have like f- six albums on my phone. And to be honest, three of them are my own because I need to up the ratings a little bit, if you know what I mean. That's not a joke. I did download the album so I could give myself five stars and write a little little review. Like this guy's this guy sounds six foot three is one of the reviews I've written. Mostly reviews about my height. I'll, I'll put on things. It's very clear. If you're wondering, hey, did Blake review his own product? If it has something to do with my height. Honestly, it likely, especially if the review, it's not like a tape measure. You know what I mean? Like a Blake Wexler branded tape measure. Should I start selling those and it only, like everything's kind of juiced a little bit? Like it starts instead of three inches at, instead of zero inches, it starts at three. Hmm. Have you guys gotten the new, uh, the new Blake Wexler tape measure? No, no, no. Why is it good? Yeah, apparently. So I thought I was. 5'11". It turns out I'm 6'2". What a product. Or my scale. If I was to tell... if Honestly, if I was to sell a scale, that thing would be useless. Completely useless. So here's the thing I was thinking of. I was listening... Now, again, I do have six out. Because I use, I use Spotify, which is a terrific service if you're a stand-up comedian and don't want to make any money whatsoever over the thing that you've worked so hard on. So yeah, and and that's that is a good piece of advice. And honestly, and I hope the so the platform that I host this podcast on was purchased by Spotify after I started doing this podcast. So if you now they're actually taking money from me. And 
much less uh, I'm not making money off this podcast before I wasn't unless you are one of my lovely Patreon subscribers who I'm going to give you a double episode this week because I missed last week because of Turkey Day. Um, I was visiting family on Turkey Day. But yeah, if if you can. So I wasn't I, I don't do ads on this. And and honestly, I don't uh, there's there is a, a bit of an absence of advertisers, but. Who's that? Who's that right there? So there is a bit of an absence of ad- ad- advertisers. But um, what was I saying? Sorry, I just had a data write error on this thing. And, and if this podcast doesn't upload, let's just say I am going to fart as loud as I can. No, okay, so I had a little bit of this. All right, so I have six albums on my phone. Three of them are my own. The other three are The Hold Steady one of their albums, Thrashing Through the Sadness, I believe is what that's called, a Tours album. I'm not sure why I bought that when I could have very easily just got it on Spotify. The Because the, I like the Tours a lot. I saw them at The Greek in Los Angeles, which I think for my money and for my takes, it's not called Blake's, uh, for, for my, Blake's My Money, Honey, um, it's called Blake's Takes, for God's sakes. My take, the Greek theater in Los Angeles is the best place that you can see a live show in the world. It's, I don't know if in the world, that I've been to in the United States. It's absolutely gorgeous. It's outdoors. You're surrounded by, like, the woods. It's in Griffith Park. The sound is great. It's a fantastic, oh, it's, there's, the food and the drinks are terrific. It's just a fantastic venue. And, I saw the Tours there. That's, uh, if you don't know who they are, it's one of Jack White's bands, and they were awesome. And for some reason, I didn't just, I, I, for the life of me, I, everything I listen to is on Spotify, because if I'm not going to make money, fucking nobody else is. And, <clears throat> but for some reason, I bought that album. I'm not sure why I did it. So it's the Tours. The Hold Steady is, like, my favorite, is, I'd say, a top two, top three favorite band of mine. Um... If you want to get an idea of their music, it's like picture me and Josh Gondelman. If me and Josh Gondelman had a had a baby, that's who listens to that music. <laughs> Just polite whites in their mid to late thirties, and so it makes sense that I would buy their album. And then the third album I have on there is Hozier. S. Nope, not S. Not S. There's no S in that name whatsoever. It doesn't even sound like there's an S. It's H-O-Z-I-E-R. Now, if uh, you don't know, Hozier is like, I believe he's Irish and also a prolific alcoholic, or at least that's what my old roommate Chris told me, who is wrong 71% of the time, but is also my best friend and did the best man speech at my wedding. So I'm going to trust him, even though he's wrong all the time. God, he gave the best speech. Maybe one day I'll, like, share that with you guys. It it was one of the fun – it was so funny and so sincere and heartfelt and – succinct it was perfect perfect wedding speech and jackie if you're listening your speech was amazing too you looked beautiful and it meant the world to me and my wife your friend our friend my wife and friend my friend 
but a lot too. So, Jackie, congratulations, and we will have you back on to talk about Nexium, the second season. Are you people watching that shit? Lock him up. Lock him up. It is amazing. There's nothing sadder than a cult member who can't let it go, right? Who and, and I don't mean like someone who suffered trauma from a cult. That is, if you join a cult and you get out, you're going to have horrific trauma, and that I have the utmost empathy for. I also have some empathy for these people, but I like to laugh at them even more. Of the people who are still defending the cult, even after it's gone, you know, where it's, oh, no, you have perspective now. Um, but, Jackie, we'll, we'll have you back on. We'll talk about the Nexium season two of The Vow on HBO. Habo. So, is it Habo, Max? HBO Maximilian. Maximilian, thanks a million. Maybe that's something I'm going to start saying more often. If someone, next time you go to Starbucks, you get a coffee, they hand it to you, be like, thanks a million. You're going to become that person's favorite person for that day, right? Isn't that the most pleasant thing? Thanks a million. Oh, you're welcome a million. (laughs) And then I just reach towards the crotch of my sweatpants and just tear the whole thing off my body so that's how i that's how i act in real life but hosier back to hosier hosier i don't know if it's a cool band to like i i lean towards no but i also lean towards yes how's that for a take because the music is it's incredibly popular music which dings the coolness factor but it is like almost haunting that music just a little hush, babe. It's all like, I'm drunk. I'm sad. Let's do this. None of it, it's, it is all haunting. I think haunting is the right word. God, who said that? Oh, was it me? But I really like their music. And I, I turned it on before this podcast because I like listening to music before I do my podcast. I don't like listening to another podcast before I do my podcast because I feel like sometimes that's not that's more passive listening where when I listen to a podcast, I shut my brain off. I used to think, oh, this is what I would interject here with. You know, does anybody do that? You probably can't do that with this podcast because this podcast makes no fucking sense and really leaves no room for conversation. But other podcasts, I remember when I used to listen to comedy, bang, bang, when I was uh, my first few years in Los Angeles, I would think, oh, if I was a guest on this show, I would say this. Or, oh, if I was a guest on this show, I oh, here's a funny joke I would say here. That was exhausting and pointless because I wasn't on it. I was just listening. So now when I listen to a podcast, it's very uh, passive. But when I listen to music, it lets my mind be active and think. And I I can't, you know, for instance, if I was writing, I I can't write with music on because it's too distracting. But it does let me keep my mind open and prepare me to speak. So I don't know if that's helpful or if you're like, hey, Blake, we've listened to your podcast and believe it or not, we're not going to take advice from you on how to communicate effectively. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Fair enough. Theranos. 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 So I had this nostalgia. And again, I, I don't know. Does nostalgia have to be positive? Can somebody? Let me actually look that up. 
Because what would the opposite... Hold on. Let me look this up. Hey, Siri. Uh-huh. Does nostalgia have to be positive? Here's what I found from Wikipedia. The modern view is that nostalgia is an independent and even positive emotion that many people experience often. I don't know how they did it, but that was not helpful. I don't know why, but that, that it just wasn't bloody helpful. Oh God. Everyone here, everyone here that I've ever met is making me feel silly. Oh no, guys, I feel silly again. All right. So according to that definition, I guess it, because it said it could even be positive. So that, I guess that means what I'm saying makes a whole lot of fucking sense. So when that, it, it triggers memories of, and I don't miss this feeling because it's a very sad feeling, was whenever I would go through a breakup and I always took breakups so difficult, like very hard. I took breakups very, very hard. And because I was almost always the one being broken up with. <laughs> I I think I've said this on the podcast before. The main reason is I, I mean, I guess this makes sense where if I think I always loved and liked, if I wasn't ready to use, I, I mean, I, I, I would say I love you first, every single relationship I was in. Right? Yeah, I can't think of a single one. I even said, well, I even to my now wife, I said it. The first time I said I love you, her first reaction was, ha ha, you said it first, which was so, it was very, very, very funny. And then she obviously said it back. And I think that's the ideal of how it should go. But other relationships, I think one never said it back, which should have been a red flag. It's it's kind of a red flag for a relationship when your partner breaks up with you before they say I love you back. <laughs> and yeah, yeah, it was always it was always me. Interesting. What is that? Am I am I projecting my own neediness for love onto others? Should I buy a gun? <laughs> Those are the only two things that I can imagine. So I remember whenever I would go, I, or I have these very distinct memories of going through a breakup. In these, This is all in Los Angeles. And sitting alone, at least at first, until a roommate would come join me because he was probably like, actually my roommate Chris who did the, uh, the, old, the old speech, or my roommate Ishan who's another one of my best friends, would come in and be like, hmm, we should probably have eyes on Blake right now. But I would I would listen to hauntingly sad music like that. Like, Hozier was perfect because it wasn't like Dido, you know, like, and I can't feel it all. We got three men in a tub. Everybody, and it's not so bad. It's not so bad. I don't think we should see each other anymore. <laughs> and it'll be the best days of my life. Um,. So, yeah, it wouldn't be something as sad as, like, Dido or that, like, 
speaking of Dido, that Eminem song where the guy gets like caught in the trunk and flies into the ocean or whatever the fuck happens. That was more of a sketch than a song. Can we at least agree on that? What is that fucking song about? Marshall Mathers. I'm a big, I'm your biggest fan. Signed, Stan, Stan, Stan. Isn't that such an interesting, interesting device to write about a fan, a Stan? Did the term Stan, this is a goose or a chicken situation. Did the term Stan come from Eminem's song Stan? Or did Eminem know the word Stan, write that song about Stan, and that's a Stan, excuse me, and that's how I know about it. Some questions ought not be answered. You're listening to Blake's Takes, for God's sakes, on 93.3, W-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem-dem
at Helium Comedy Club headlining, running my latest hour, January 5th, 2023. I am going to be, I believe, in Boston the weekend of January 14th, 15th, 13th, 2023. And then I am going to be, this is a big tease, might be filming something pretty big in Cincinnati, Ohio. At the end of February. Oh, and if you're listening um, on Wednesday, or actually this comes out on Wednesday tonight, I'm going to be opening for my my dear friend and comedian who I have a profound amount of respect for and think is so goddamn funny and so goddamn unique. Brittany Carney will be headlining the Punchline Comedy Club in her hometown of Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. So I will be there. I'll be there for you when you do and act out. All right, we will be right back. With my takes on the best, on just holiday decorations in general. We'll be right back. You'll listen to Blake Stakes, for God's sakes, on 96.6, The Turtle. Blake is really funny. Blake is really cool. Blah, 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 blah. Blake, Blake, Blake. Script. Hi. Hey, it's Blakey. So we are back. We are back. And I'm going to go over. Now, there are, I, I am aware that there are more holidays than just Christmas. However, a lot of the titular, titular, a lot of the main um, decorations that I'm finding online are mostly Christmas decorations. So if you would like to weigh in um, on your favorite, uh, I guess, non-denominational or denominational, that's non-Christmas denomination, so Denomination Nation, my new upcoming podcast, and oh God, it's been canceled. Feel free to DM me, comment on this episode, do whatever you'd like, let me know, because I will actually start with a non-Christmas decoration that I think might be the best decoration of them all. And by the way, I'm keeping Christmas trees out of this, okay? So these are like um, side decorations, side orders, okay? Not the main course. But I will go with the main course for another religion, and that is the menorah. Which is, can be such a beautiful and ornate sort of decoration. I, I, maybe even calling it a decoration is, uh, is diminishing, but that's, that's not how I mean it to be. Where the menorah, you can do so much, just like the Christmas tree where you can hang so much shit from it. The menorah between whether it's light bulbs or actual real candles or the craftsmanship or the Artemis from Always Sunny, the artisanship that goes into creating it, whether it's a sort of silver or brass or wood, you know, a wooden thing that holds candles, probably not the best idea, but but I'm not a carpenter. The menorah, I I would have to say, a, a... a plus, just ter- a terrific, uh, and some of them even look cool. Now, normally I don't like a mess like this, but as the wax covers it, the multicolored candles wax covers it throughout the eight days of Hanukkah, it looks like, oh, this thing has seen some shit this year in a good way. This thing is experienced. So a menorah I give a very, very high grade to. Next, wreaths. Wreaths? Is it wreaths? Or is it wreaths? A wreath. Plural wreaths. Wreaths? Is it wreaths or wreaths? 
I guess we'll never know. That is crazy that there's no way to figure that out. Wreaths, um, here's the problem with wreaths, and I have a similar problem with garland, is if they are real, they shed pine needles. And with a Christmas tree, it's worth it, because a Christmas tree is a headliner. We all know this. But the wreaths and garlands are, are you worth the trouble? You know what I mean? Are you worth the trouble? Are you worth? I I have now completely lost my ability to speak efficiently. Wreaths, wreaths, <laughs> and garlands, or is it garland? What is the plural of garland? Is it garland, <laughs> or is it wreaths? <laughs> oh, Paul is pulling his fucking hair out, Frankie. They're just zigzagging down the highway right now. Just you know, you ever see those cops that um to affect traffic patterns where they're in front of you and they're zigzagging across an open highway? That's what Frankie is doing right now. They're doing that, but actually not for a safety reason. It's just they've completely lost their mind. Is it wreaths? Is it a coral wreath? And then we have Garland, Jeff Garland. Really fascinating stuff we're doing here this week. And a lot of podcasts don't get into these details, but I do. I don't think they're worth the mess. So I'm going to give them, though they do look pretty. And the problem with a fake wreath or a fake garlands is that it's, it, you know, even though they, they, the technology, let me tell you this, has really gotten better. But they don't look like you, if you know they're not real, then they're not real. I, I like the fakes, the fake. The faint scent of evergreen is what I like. I was going to riff on Fink, but uh, it's, it would be one too many. It would be actually a 84 too many. So I'm going to give those a, still a B-. minus. Ribbons. My problem with ribbons is that often they have glitter on them. And the glitter gets fucking everywhere. So a ribbon, though a well-placed ribbon, actually can carry a lot of weight on its shoulders. But I'm gonna give ribbons. Uh, I'm gonna give that a B minus. Also, roping. I don't know what that is. Poinsettias. This might be a controversial take, but I hate poinsettias because, to me, and I don't know why. To me, a poinsettia looks poisonous, and I know you're not supposed. I, I I wouldn't eat this, but to me, it looks like something from the old Batman with poison ivy. Uma Thurmond, what was her name? Uma. Str- Julie Roberts. Uma Thurmond. Folks, I apologize. I apologize for this segment. I Uma Thurmond. Uma. Here's a, I believe the last name is Thurmond. But now I'm thinking about Strom Thurmond, the racist, just the prolific racist. Was he a senator? <laughs> Swags is on here. Oh, back to poinsettias. So it looks like poison ivy, like in her lair, where she just has like all these poisonous ferns. You know what I mean? And it looks like it could open up and try to grab my hand and poison me if I walk by. So I'm fucking out. I'm out on that. Okay, now here let's let's gulp this all under figurines. All right, so we got Santas, little Santas. We've got reindeer, snowmen, 
Angels. Um, I'd give those a B plus. I think those are cute to have around, though there is obviously a risk of having your place look too trinkety, you know? And but whatever. Gingerbread house. So I, I give those a, a B plus. Gingerbread house with gingerbread men, for some reason they they felt a need to to delineate. Yeah, I I don't like gingerbread houses because I, all I see when I look at a gingerbread house is old food, and and I know they're cute and they're cool, but it's like oh that's food that's been left out that I can't eat. So I give a gingerbread house a honestly a fucking D. Bells, bells are cute. Bells I think are underrated. I give bells a B, not just because that's the first letter of that word. I think they're cute. The problem with bells is sometimes if you bump into them when you want to be quiet, they make a loud noise. Nativity scene, F. It's a lot. It takes up a lot of room, and it's just so overwhelmingly religious. It's like, if you have a mini one, I think that's cute. But just a house that has a massive nativity scene out on its front lawn, it's like, is this a house or is it a church? So what what did I give that? An F. (laughs) Candy canes, same issue that I have with gingerbread houses. It just looks like old food to me. American flag, A plus. No, I'm kidding. Candles, candles are good. I I, I like a, a a non overpowering scented candle. Or this may not be. Oh, uh, so as, as far as scented candles, here's the thing. If a scented candle has an amazing scent, I want to be overpowered by it. I want to be knocked over the head. I want it to put its f- candle fingers into my chest, grab me by my shirt, and throw me to the goddamn ground. So Senate candles, A minus. Now, the issue with those candles, you have to remember to blow them out, and then your whole house smells like a birthday cake. So flameless or fireless candles, like in the window, love them. Love them. A plus. They're classy. They add a sense of wonder. I, I just really, really, really like those a lot. Holiday roping, again, no fucking idea. A Christmas swag. Oh, it's a it's a long wreath. Fuck that. See, <laughs> Christmas tree or of course ornaments. Yeah, ornaments are the best because you can have so much fun with them, right? All right, everybody, that's the podcast for this week. Thank you so much for watching, and by by watching, I mean listening because there's no. Ow! I'm <laughs> sorry. I was just stretching. There's there's no video element yet, but I am I do have it on my to do list to film all these and uh, just put them put them wherever the fuck you put those. All right, this has been Blake's Sakes for God's sakes, everybody. I appreciate you listening, and yeah, if you're listening to this tonight and you're in the Philadelphia area, head over to Punchline uh, to watch Britney's show that I will be opening, and that's all I got for you. All right, I love you all. I will talk to you soon. This has been Blake's Sakes for God's sakes. Enjoy your week, patrons. I owe you a big one. Talk to you soon.